Well, hey, good morning. That was weak. Hey, good morning. There you go. Hey, uh, my name is Mark. This is going to be an interesting Sunday, I guess. I, I leave here in a few hours for uh, some international travel to India, uh, board a flight at five that uh, I guess it's 24 hours of, you know, travel time. One of those flights is like a 15-hour flight, so I'm just, I'm just excited about that. That's just, just going to be awesome. Uh, but it has made things a bit interesting, you know, kind of thinking about this morning and, and preparing for today. And I actually had uh, this whole uh, way that I was hoping to illustrate this story from the life of Abraham today. And it's just, you know, the way things have kind of happened this morning. Uh, God did some things in my heart. And, uh, and really, I feel like our, uh, our story and the reason that, I'm, that I would, I'm taking this trip and the reason I take these trips and... And what happens here to Abraham or Abram have just a lot of things in common, and just feel like I, I need to share that the ups and downs of that with you this morning. So would that be all right? It's uh, it's been a few years now. If you know me very well, or if you've been here, you know I uh, I make these trips about three times a year, two three times a year, and always in October, uh, always on my birthday. My, my birthday is October seventeenth, and um, been. I guess five or six years now, we were talking about it yesterday, I guess I've been out of the country on October uh, 17th, I just said 16th, didn't I? October 17th, my birthday, I think I remember. I actually did one of those standardized tests in school growing up and put 16th, and then when it came back to my parents, they were like, boy, your, your birthday's the 17th, you don't know your own birthday? Oh, I guess so. All right, so anyway, um, it, my 40th uh, was just this horrible day uh, because I was away from my family, and my computer broke down, and everything seemed to go, go south, and uh, it just always ends up happening, because the, uh, the big fair, there's this expo that happens in New Delhi on uh, that time in October every year, where all of the manufacturers from all over the country, they come to that one place, and so if you're involved in exporting uh, things from India, that's just the place to be and the time to be there, and, and we got into this uh, not really planning on it, just kind of happened. And it really goes back to, you know, what Charlie was talking about last week, the first time that I was really introduced to this, this, this promise that God made to Abram. You know, he came to him and he said, hey, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to make your name great, and through you, ultimately talking about Jesus and salvation to the ends of the earth, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And when I was exposed to that, and I started to just think about my own life and where I fit in that, that that blessing did come through Abram. There, Jesus did uh, die for our sins and conquer death. That message did begin to make its way, and it got to me and to my family. But then the more I was exposed, that's not true around the whole planet. You know, there are a lot of places that, and families, uh, I'm thinking <laughs> there's a family I know really well that I'm going to spend the night with and, uh, when I get there. And that message had not made it to that family. And so I knew that we needed to be involved in that in some way. And uh, a lot of things have happened through the years, and there's been, it's been a roller coaster ride of uh, the, these incredible things that happen that you're like, man, I mean, God is driving this ship, right? And we're just riding, and we're just holding on. And then there's things that you're like, man, what, what just happened? It feels like we sank, you know? You're trying to figure out how, what, what is he doing, and how does it all work? But... But this constant knowing that he's doing something and he wants us to be involved in it. And I feel a bit like, you know, when Abram starts this journey, 
he steps out and he leaves everything that he knows and he steps out on this promise and takes, you know, takes his wife with him and they move out. And as the story goes, then he goes to, to Canaan and when he gets there, God talks to him again and, and reaffirms this thing that, that he's doing. It says that this is going to be your place. This is where you're going to settle. And it says that Abram builds an altar there and worships and celebrates and says, man, that's true. Man, God has made this promise. He's confirmed the promise a second time. And then they move on a little bit further, and, uh, and then he, he builds another altar, and he celebrates again, man, this promise and this thing. I mean, you can just feel it, man, that they are walking in this confidence that God has called them to do something, and they've stepped out on it, and they're moving ahead, and Abram's like, oh, yeah, this is all good. And then what happens? Famine hits the land. Famine hits. There's no, there's no food. So what do you do when man, you feel like you're walking and then all of a sudden famine is... It doesn't seem like that's how the story should go, right? It feels like Abram steps out, he obeys, he's moving forward, these promises are coming and all this confirmation. And then it's not, you're not supposed to have a famine then, right? It's supposed to just be smooth sailing. Everybody backs off, you know, and pulls to the side, and he just gets to move on and do the thing that he's called to do. God has promised this land, Canaan, and he's going to settle, and everything's going to be hunky-dory. Not a famine, right? But it hits. And what does Abram do? This great, uh, you know, that section we just heard uh, Mufasa talk about uh, from Hebrews it, you know, it's the, it, he's, it's the roll call of faith, and Abraham is at the top of it, man. This is this example of a guy that, that had faith in God. What does is, what is Abraham do when famine hits at the beginning of this journey? Does he, does he trust in God that God's going to provide for his family? Or does he look around at all the people around him and at, ask the question logically, how am I going to solve this problem? He asked the question, how am I going to solve the problem? And he knows that Egypt has the food. And so he does what everybody else does. He jumps on the bandwagon, and they all go, and he makes his way down to Egypt to let Pharaoh answer the question of, of the famine that he faces instead of the guy that's made the promise to him. What do you do when the famine comes? You know, this, uh, this India journey, uh, one of the things that's been really interesting about it is that we know that uh, this business that we start uh, opens up all these incredible opportunities to be involved in factories and do all kinds of really cool stuff in these, in these different factories. And, and that's cool, but it, it does mean that it's a, it's a business, right? And so the way that it started out, when we realized that, the first thing that we did was, and this was a really, really hard thing to do, we didn't have a whole lot of savings, but we took the savings that we had, that we'd built up, and we bought a, a whole container load of furniture, just a bunch of wood, you know? And I'm not kidding, man. When we, when we did that, uh, my hands were shaking, and I, I thought, man, what am I? This doesn't make any sense, right? It, does, it doesn't make any sense. Everything that I know is that I'm going to save, save, save. All is good, and now I'm going to take this and put it all on red, right? It feels like I'm at, at Tunica, like making the big play, you know? And, and at the same time, there's this confidence that, hmm, no, I know this. And I know that God has moved us into it. I know it. I know it. He's confirmed it. He said it again and again and again. There's this thing that I know at the same time. This is really, really scary. And one thing I can say over all the years of being involved in this, all of those moves have paid off big time with relationships and, 
and uh, all this cool involvement in the factory community and all these things that God has done. On uh, the financial side of, of things, we have always been in the red. And I'm not just talking about a little bit in the red. It always, which has been weird to me, you know? Because I just kind of assume that you, you step out and, you know, he confirms it and you have faith and you move forward. Wouldn't it be one plus one equals, not, not famine, but feast, right? Wouldn't you assume that that was true? Wouldn't you assume that that would be true for Abram? He wouldn't be having any trouble feeding his family. I mean, he's walking with God in faith. Or is God doing something bigger? So he's kept us in this place where it's always been that way. And uh, a few years ago, just a couple, you know, I, I knew that there was this guy that I have a connection with. It's, you know, man, he's, he, could, uh, he could finance the whole thing and not even think twice about it, you know. And, uh, and so I thought, man, I'm going to go visit this guy. And I'm going to ask him to finance it, you know. And that will work out great, you know. This guy will, will, will solve the problem. This person will solve the problem. So I go down and I explain it all. And he's like, yeah, 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 that's awesome. That's great. I would love to, but, I, but I'm not going to. He said no. And I walked out that day going, man, that, that didn't make any sense, you know. One plus one equals two, right? I believe I'm there. I'm doing the thing I'm supposed to be doing. And then, you know, but what I realized is all of my heart and my faith was in that this guy was going to solve the problem. Just like for Abram, he's going to Egypt like Pharaoh is going to solve the problem. Cool part of this story. Uh, just a few months later, I'm in India. Well, I guess it, uh, it was actually a year ago, uh, October, just, just like this trip. And I'm in this big expo, and there are all these international buyers walking around, and there's this one guy from Kansas City, and he walks into the place that I am, and we're kind of talking a little bit. He explains a little bit about what his company is, but I, I really don't understand it that well, just a bit. And then we get back here, and he calls me up one day. And we sit down, and what I find out is, this guy is the perfect partner for the thing that we're trying to do. And on top of that... He has all of these people who are actually living in country that need somebody like us to help so we can multiply the whole effort. I would have never met this guy. The answer I had with this guy that could solve the problem with a check, God answers the question with a guy who can blow up the, his bigger purpose of making his name great. What if, instead of, instead of trusting in people for our provision or a company for our provision or a job place or some other thing for our provision. What if we really trusted in God? Abram decides he's going to trust Pharaoh. And so he takes his family and he starts to make his way down to Egypt. And uh, I'm assuming that there's, there's a lot of other folks making their way down there as well. And, and then he has this aha moment that blows me away a bit. Uh, it, you think that when he decided to go to Egypt, it might have dawned on him that this was going to be a problem. They're walking along, and he kind of looks over, and he goes, Man, my girl is hot. I mean, she looks good. Now, I mean, that's, that's flattering, right? I mean, that's, that's really cool that he realized that. It's, I, I don't know if, he, if it just dawned on him, hey, my girl looks good, or, or what. But what he started to put together is, her looks kill. Like, literally. They, they're probably going to kill me. We're going to get into Egypt all those fellows are going to notice how awesome my wife is, and they're going to love her and kill me. 
I better do something. And he gets afraid really quick. So what does he decide to do? Well, there's one way he could go at that. He could just go on in, have faith that God's going to protect him. But instead, he, uh, he decides we're going to, baby. Now imagine how this conversation goes in the car, right? <laughs> baby, we're going to get there, and they're going to see how good you look. Which, I, again, it might be flattering. But then instead of you know, telling them that you're my wife, let's just tell them you're my sister. Because that's a great idea, right, honey? And because they like you so much, then they'll be nice to me. And I imagine there's a little marital spout, spat right there at the, at the outskirts of Egypt. But evidently, she agrees. And they, they go on in, and they tell everybody, yeah, this, she's, she's my sister. You know, where do you trust for your, prote- your protection to come from? And instead of having faith in God, he begins to have faith in the beauty of his wife. I don't know if you get afraid. A few weeks ago, Charlie made a statement that has continually rung in my ears. He said that fear is something that is real. A lot of times it's, it's real, but it's not needed. When we have a God that's as big as our God, if we really believe in him. You know, boarding flights, it's one of the times that I just know, even though I'm not really afraid, I just know the plane can go down, you know. Uh, a few weeks ago, Terry showed me an article of this uh, flight in India where they forgot to adjust the pressure, the air pressure. And when they landed, everybody was bleeding out the ears. <laughs> oh, thanks, baby. Appreciate you showing me that. Uh, but, you know, you're just always hanging up there like on a 15-hour flight, and the little picture shows that you're over Afghanistan, and you're just thinking, you know, this thing could go down really easy, you know? You just feel like your life's kind of... And so you start thinking through, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if I don't get to see them again? What if, what if, what if? And we live a lot of our lives driven by fear, and, uh, and I've been forced to remember that God's hands and his arms and his power go to places that I can't go and can protect my family in way, ways that, and me in ways that I can't. Uh, one thing that cool that happened when, uh, when we were living in country, we, uh, one night Terry and I went to this party, and it was up on uh, somebody's uh, rooftop. And we were all sitting up there, and we, there was a girl that was helping us watch the boys. And we were up there, and then all of a sudden everybody kind of stepped away with with their cell phones, and all kind of at the same time. And we knew something had happened, but, but nobody, we couldn't really, couldn't really talk to anybody because everybody was on their phones. And then my phone rang, and it was the babysitter. And, uh, and so I said, what, you know, what, what's happened? And she said, well, don't, don't, don't freak out, but uh, a bomb went off in the McDonald's around the corner. And there were a lot of terrorist things that were happening in, in the city at that time. And I said, really? But, but everybody's okay? She said, yeah, everybody's fine. But, but here's what happened. Uh, the boys said they wanted to go to McDonald's. And so I got them all ready, and we were on the way to McDonald's. And then Brennan said that he needed a new diaper. And so I said, oh, okay. So I got him, and I brought him back to the house, and I changed his diaper. And then we started making our way back down to McDonald's. But in the time that we were back changing his diaper, the bomb went off. And all of the emergency personnel and everybody was there. <laughs> now, I couldn't have protected my boys. I don't think it was a dirty diaper that did it. <laughs> I, think, I think that my God is big enough to protect my family if I'll just trust him. I think in Abram's situation, this man of faith, he didn't have to tell the lie. He could have walked in and 
and, ha- and been fearless. This is my wife. My God will protect me. So he doesn't trust God for his provision. He doesn't really uh, trust God for his protection. And then it goes just like he had thought, which is, which is good. Because, you know, if, if the guys in Egypt had been like, you know, not even noticed his wife, that would have been awkward. So, you know, girl, you're hot. They're gonna, we're going to tell this lie. And sure enough, it happens. The princes of Egypt notice that she's beautiful. Word gets uh, to the Pharaoh. He takes her as his wife because Abram's her brother. He gives him all kinds of things and really takes care of him and, and sets him up with all kinds of goods. He really, he really get, puts him in this position of peace, right? Security. I mean, he's friends with, now he's tight with the Pharaoh. <laughs> Except his wife is living in that dude's house. Yeah, like, like his fix for, for everything broke really, really bad. Like, would that be good long term? A happy place to be. Hey, I'm over here. Man, I'm living, I'm living fat, and my wife's in that dude's house. No, that's not a position of peace. Whenever we try to really search hard and find and create our, our, our peaceful place, it always breaks. Because that person that we choose to, to trust in, Ultimately, guess what? They're, they're going to fail you because it's just a human. That company that you put your faith in and security was there, guess what? Companies go down every day. Whatever it is that we're trying to build these walls to protect our family, guess what? There's always something because your hands aren't strong enough. And then is it really this place of peace if you're living in this bunker, you know, and you think... Even financial security, like the, right, the most unhappy people in the world. That's another thing that I've noticed living in India. They're the poorest of the poor and the richest of the rich. And you take a guess which one, in my experiences, is the most peaceful. Every time. The poorest of the poor, I would prefer to be in that home because there's, there's just this sense of peace there. That word in Hindi is shanti. Uh, I mean, uh, is shanti. Uh, and it's always just been this, it's obvious that there's peace. God promises that peace when we find resting. What did Jesus say? He said, man, the, the lilies of the field, they're not worried about what they look like, right? He, he clothes them better than any of us. What about the, the birds of the air? Like, are they worried about what they're going to eat tomorrow? No, he, he takes care of them. He, he's, he's more than capable to take care of them. So what does God do? Abraham... Uh, has this, this huge failure, and then plagues start to happen on the house of Pharaoh. And somehow Pharaoh figures out that the reason these plagues have come upon him is because this is not Abram's sister, it's his wife. So he calls Abram into his office, and he's like, man, what have you done to me? Why did you not tell me this was your wife? Take her and leave and everything that you have. Get it out of this country. <laughs> that conversation, that, that discussion between uh, husband and wife in the car was like leaving, you know? I told you this was going to happen. <laughs> Go telling your lies, you know? If you just told the truth, it would have been a whole lot better. Man, he, that dude never let, let, lived that down, you know? Uh, that's something else that happened to us that's kind of like this. Uh, I, mean, I mean, think about this. This is Abram who's out on this journey for Yahweh, uh, and he's... He's lying and getting called to the carpet by this pagan polytheistic king, right? 
I mean, imagine how far his tail is stuck between his legs as he leaves, you know? Now, when we, when we first moved to India, we, uh, we, you know, you desperately need internet just to be able to communicate back with family. In this remote place that we were, that we were really having trouble get, getting it. And weeks were passing by, and weeks were turning into a month, and it just it seemed like forever. And everybody was wondering if we were okay, but we really, it was really hard to communicate. And we just needed internet. I mean, it just needed to happen, you know? And so I started asking questions, and I found the guy who could push the button and make it happen. And so I rolled my scooter over to his office, and I stepped in, and I'm like, man, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to take care of this. This, this guy's going to know what's up, and he's going to get us some internet right now, you know? I'm walking out the door, and Terry's like, go get him. I'm like, I'm going, you know? He's going to know. So I get in there, and I sit down across this desk from him, and I start making my case and, you know, trying to lean forward and let him know, hey, I, I, I'm not leaving here. No is not an answer, you know? But he says, no, no, no. You wait your turn just like everybody else. When it gets to you, we'll fix it, you know? Well, then he takes a phone call. And while he's on the phone, I start thinking to myself, hmm, you know, I know how things get done here because I've seen it happen a lot. And, uh, you know, a few rupees and a little smile, wink, goes a long ways. I thought I would never do that, but man, we got to have internet. We, we got we to have it, right? We're, I mean, how are we going to live? We're in the famine. So, uh, so I pull out the rupees, and I lay them on the table, slide them across the table while this guy's still on the phone, and I kind of give him that look like, you know, you know what, you know what I'm doing. No kidding, man, this guy goes, hey, I'll call you back. Puts his hand on the, on the rupees, and he pushes them back over to me. And he says, you take your money and you put it in your pocket. I will not be bought. Woohoo, man. Felt really, really good about myself that this guy had just put me in my place trying to, trying to make a bribe, you know. Boy, I could jump back on my scooter and just felt, you know, so much better. Like, man, I, this is what you're supposed to do, you know. This is great, man. I, oh, boy, I, I'm sure you were happy with that, you know, as I'm driving back, hoping lightning doesn't strike. Uh, funny thing is, he did move us to the front of the list, so it worked somehow. But anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, that's the place that you find Abram here. He has, he has lied, this colossal failure, you know. But who was faithful, even in the middle of, of Abram's unfaithfulness? Who was faithful? His God, right? He brought the plagues upon Pharaoh's house. He corrected those things. He added to what Abram had from the things of Pharaoh, and he left back with more than he came with. You know? Our faithful God. But here's the question I have to ask this morning. And I, and I asked this question, uh, you know, early in this journey for Terry and I, when I knew that this was something that needed to be a part of our life, I went to her and said, hey, I think this is something that needs to be a part of our life. Of our life, and she said, "Maybe you, but not me." And uh, and I was really struggling with that for a while. We were really struggling, and I went to this place where this guy was was talking about all these different guys in history. And one of the guys he talked about was a guy named William Carey. You guys know that story at all? Uh, William Carey's a guy that went to India, but his wife didn't want to go. So what Carey did is he just threw her on the boat against her will. And, and that's a long five-month journey, right? And, um, and then they get there, and man, there's all, he's called the father of modern missions. I mean, this guy did all kinds of incredible things. But his wife went crazy and tried to kill him. 
So, you know, it didn't, didn't quite turn out the way it could have. And so this guy's telling the story, and after he finishes, I walk up to him, and I say, I say, hey, man, uh, I, I got one question for you. Was Kerry right in what he did? He said, what do you mean? I said, was he right? Because I'm in the same spot, and if he was right, I'm totally willing to do that. <laughs> totally willing to do that. I mean, if, that, if that's it, then, you know. And this guy goes, you know, maybe we should have some coffee. Why, why don't we have coffee? So he takes me to this place, and we start to talk, and he asks me this question. He said, Mark, you know all the things that Kerry did, and in spite of this decision to take matters into his own hands, God did all these incredible things. But what if? What if? What if he had, he had just trusted God to unite he and his bride with the vision for their life, and they had launched as one. What if? What might have happened? How different could the story have been? You know? What if with, with Abram? What if when the famine came and everybody's going to Egypt and his family's not moving and everybody asks the question, why are you not going? There's a famine. And he's able to say with absolute faith, my God will provide. And his God does. What if? What if maybe, we, we don't know, I mean, if maybe there was no choice and he needed to go to Egypt, but what if he gets to Egypt and instead of telling the lie and trusting in the beauty of his wife for his protection, what if he just trusted in his heavenly father? What if he had had faith? What, what would have happened in Egypt? How would the story be different? What if? You know, what if this crazy picture of peace where he's, he's got the things, but he doesn't have his wife. What if he had just, he just trusted the Father to, to grant him that place of security and provision and peace? What if? What would have happened? And in your journey, think back to all those famines that have come, all the things that you've run up against, because here's the thing, the, the, the path of faith is full of them. It's full of the insurmountable odds. That's what faith is. Faith means when it doesn't make sense and you still believe. It's that given the definition in Hebrews chapter 11. It's the things hoped for that we can't see, the things that we have confidence in, but we have nothing tangible to, to place our faith in. It's, it's in this incredible God that we can't see. What if, instead of figuring that out with your own brain or trusting in somebody else or some organization or something, what if we really trusted in our God? What might he do? What might he do? You know, it does, it does feel like when you, uh, when you make some step of faith that you just expect it to all be easy. And you know what? At least in my experience and what I see, it just... That's not the way it works. So I don't know why I get surprised. This faith thing is a muscle that has to be built. And, uh, you know, it doesn't get built sitting on the couch. It just doesn't. It requires the next obstacle of faith and the next obstacle of faith. And each time it gets a little bit bigger and it gets a little more surmountable. The, the wall gets a little bit thicker. The famine gets a little bit more stark. And it requires us to trust more and more and more. Because maybe, just maybe... 
What God is after is not just blessing you. He's after gaining your heart and all of your attention. The ultimate blessing of finding the place of true peace. If it's cool, I'm going to ask that God would do that in us. Father, I, I know that this is this reality that you're working in each one of our lives and in our church, in the world. Drawing people to yourself, drawing our attention to you. Father, you you want so much for us. You say that it's the only way to please you is to have faith in you. To look at the things seen and to believe in in, in you that we can't see and what you're doing and what you're capable of. Father, this story is amazing that even in In Abram's unfaithfulness, you show yourself faithful. And we've all got stories about how you've done that in us. Even in our unfaithfulness, you continue to be faithful. Father, I pray that you would would grow that faith in us. That we could please you and so you could do all the things that you want to do in and around us. To your glory. Amen.